CFG Wealth Management, Inc. is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call, 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Joining us this morning, Tony Sure. <laughs> wow. Uh, that sounds ominous, but yes, I'm here. I'm alive and awake this morning. Well, he's having, te- he's having technical difficulties, so I just had, <laughs> I had to make sure you were going to actually be there whenever I said it. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's one of those mornings where the main password that I've used uh, to get into my computer, the first thing you have to do to even get into the system and it, it hasn't changed for months. And I enter it. I know what it is. Now, Tony, that's that's probably not a good thing. You well, need to update that about once every every quarter. So Yeah. Well, it just it got updated today because it wouldn't let me it just wouldn't work. And I know I was entering it correctly. And so I have no idea. So that's how I started my day. <laughs> I got you. Well good. Well good. Yeah. Well, but I, I'm glad I'm, to be here. I'm gonna we're gonna learn something today. And and it's a, still a crazy time out there, although they're trying to talk about, you know, easing back into some type of normalcy. I, I don't think we're ever going to get to normal. And, and definitely the economy is not right now. Um, well, as I as I currently enjoy my nice cup of black rifle oh, calf coffee, um, yeah, it's uh, you. You don't you don't get the you don't get the aroma, but uh, hmm, that's good stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so Tony, I, I I do agree with you on one thing. I, I think I think we're in we're definitely in uncharted waters where you, we're not going to be in the same situation uh, that we were prior to. I and I really. I really do miss, you know, well, do you remember the days and and I know there's a lot of our listeners out there that probably can can visualize or they close their eyes and they can think about it. You know, whenever you were a kid and, you know, it was just like a free for all, you know, you you played in the dirt and you touched everything yep. and, you know, you you built your immune system because that's how it works. I mean, that's the building blocks of our immune system is, you know, the, you know, the introduction of viral, you know, viral and bacterial <clears throat> entities which caused us you know to build up the the antigens or, or whatever they're called and you know you you basically that's that's how you that's how you grew yep. and you know i, I kind of i hate to say this because i i know that i'm probably going to get some pushback or some flack for it but you know I, I do understand the severity i understand uh the issue but i i do also think you know 
the human body is the best is the best doctor out there because you know it, it can fix a lot of things now in some patients obviously that's not the case i i sympathize i empathize that is not meant to to offend anyone it's not that i'm trying to be insensitive but you have to you have to agree i mean the human body is a is a wonderful thing and we we have the ability in and in it to fight a lot of the illness and you know the flu and uh colds and viruses like we're seeing right now so uh i really hope we can get it under control because i do think that uh, obviously the high risk patients uh, we definitely got to watch out for them but you know there's a lot of people that you know they'll get it and maybe sick a day or two and they're done so you know, we just we we can't lose sight of that because we definitely can't go into a society where we're trying to kill every bacteria, every virus, you know, that that we come in contact with, because, you know, that's not going to do good things for our, our immune system as well. Right. No, that's a good point. And, and I think, you know, they've talked about how so many more people have uh, allergies or can't eat certain things. It's because when we were kids, <laughs> you just kind of ate everything. Yeah, you I ate mean, everything, and you played in the dirt. And it's just it, it is it is different. And I think that uh, there is something to that building up the immune system. And you know, I've heard, this debate is actually going on. Should we all have uh, just let ourselves be exposed to it? Uh, but then you have to think about. You know, the, there's a fight like, oh, we got to look at the death rate and then versus uh, building up oh, immune no, I, systems. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And I'm not trying to make light of it. I guess my, my only point is I heard a physician this morning actually say exactly what I just said. Yep. And I was like, that is uh, that is remarkably uh, poignant. I mean, that is remarkably to the point that. You know, our our body is capable of so much and so much defense that, you know, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the best medicine we already carry it around. It's it's a human immune system. So, you know, and, and obviously there are some people that have depressed immune systems. You know, I, I get it. I'm not once again, not meant to to offend. But, you know, just just in general, that's something that we definitely you know, we definitely have in, in our, our capacity. So but uh but but fighting off the bad stuff well uh tony I, i've got something i want to talk about this morning and it's it's basically since we're in a new normal environment it's something i've been given a lot of thought on and wanted to to take a moment and have you and i kind of discuss this morning uh it's income in the new normal because obviously we're we're all about retirement planning retirement income planning uh so how do we plan for the new normal not from a not from a health perspective but from an income perspective so that's what we're going to talk about this morning oh okay so there is kind of a new normal, like you say, out there with everything that's going on uh, as far as the stock market, the economy, um, unemployment, and um, even oil prices. You know, it just seems like everything's gone crazy, um, even bonds, things like that. So where do you want to begin with this? Well, before we get started, I do want to make mention because I, I was not even going to bring up oil, but since you did, <laughs> I did. I will, I will, I will say this, and uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, and and I I know this is going to sound kind of kind of coarse, but I am so tired of being in in the middle of history. I can't stand it, right? Because I mean, you think about it. 
and we in 22 trading days we took out what it took us uh to go back in 2008 from january 1st to december 31st we went down almost the exact same amount in 22 days as we did in in the worst year of the recession because you had oh nine or oh seven whenever we actually had a positive year it kind of tailed off at the end of the Q4 of 07, but we still finished positive. 08 was our really bad year, which we took out in 22 trading days about a month and a half ago. And then we started recovery in 09. So basically, we we took out the financial recession in a about a month. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Then you throw in the fact that we have not paid the debt uh, back from the original tab that we left in the financial crisis, and we're now throwing. You know what's what's the number? I, I'm I'm going to give a spread because I mean by the time I say this, they're going to have something else. Two and a half to five trillion dollars in total stimulus, quantitative easing, uh, paycheck programs, the entire gauntlet, which is close to getting one to two times more than what we did in the financial crisis. We've got a 0.6% 10-year treasury, which I never thought I would utter those words. Uh, 1.3 or 1.2 and change, I think, was the lowest prior to this. We're now half of that. Uh, so we've now also added on the fact that we have companies that have been around for years and years and years, cutting their dividends, eliminating their dividends, uh, not since a, a rate since 2009. And to top it off, you got to give oil away. And I'm st- and I'm still paying a dollar and 80 cent at the pump. What is going on? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, uh- my son goes to college in Wisconsin, and there are gas stations there where it's like eighty nine cents a gallon. Isn't I have I have not seen eighty nine cents a gallon <laughs> since I was a child. Oh my word! Yeah, I would, I would, I would take every gas can I have and fill up just on principle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, yeah he's happy about that for his car, but. Uh, I know that and I've heard that it's still it's obviously really high in states like California and where a lot of its tax. You know what I mean? Well, that there you yeah. go, there you go. There, there's Big Brother for you. So, um, you know, I, I'll, you know, I, I really do feel like we're in a we're in the twilight zone. If if most of our listeners probably remember that show, because it's like every time I see something like this, it's like and and I'm like, what is what is going on here? But we keep breaking right. We keep setting records or breaking records, not in a good way. I think what was it three or either four of the worst days and best days in the market's history out of the top 10 happened within two weeks. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really getting kind of, kind of just, uh, like I said, it's uh, every time I see a headline, it's the same thing. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I'm, I'm waiting on that. I'm waiting on the monologue from, um, from the announcer. Remember the guy that used to do the voiceover whenever, uh, like you would go into another scene from the, the twilight zone. I'm waiting on that guy to come on CNBC or Fox business and, and basically start doing that and watch like everybody freeze on the screen. It's crazy. Wow. But um, so, so Tony, here's one of the things, you know, we could go on and on about just the, the irregularity and the, the, the uniqueness of where we're at and what we're doing. But 
you know, one of the things that we're seeing, obviously, is we just crossed 20 million on the unemployment uh, number. We're seeing companies continue to lay off, continue to downsize, furlough employees. Um, and a lot of those retirees or a lot of those workers were planning on retiring within one to five years. And uh, a lot of questions that that we've seen is how are retirees going to produce income in the new normal? Because, you know, uh, there's there's typically I would say a lot of your 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 more frequently used sources. uh, And that's what we're going to cover here today. And and let's we're going to talk about some of the pros and cons, because I know that's probably weighing on a lot of the minds out there as far as, you know, I thought I was going to work another two years. And, you know, even if this thing evens out and it takes six months to a year, am I going to get my job back? Am I going to get hired back? What if this is it? We're retiring. So how do we produce income? So one of the things that that you and I talked about prior to the show, and obviously I just mentioned, is we're in a totally different scenario when it comes to fixed income. Because as interest rates have fallen over the last 30, 40 years, what we've seen is, you know, I I had a dentist one time tell me that in his uh, whenever he bought his practice in 1980, he had a 19 percent mortgage on his practice and he had a 17 percent CD. Uh, we're not in the same interest rate environment that we were in at that time. We're not in the the days of the double digit 10 year treasury, right? Uh, we have seen a bull market, meaning interest rates have consistently fallen over the last 20, 30, 40 years. And now we are actually sitting at a 0.6 and change 10 year treasury. So what does that mean? Okay. So as interest rates and why do I say bull market? Because you're like, well, you're probably sitting out there listening in your car going, Hey, if interest rates are going down, how's that a bull market? Well, it's because interest rate and price is inversely correlated in the in the bond market. That means as interest rates go down, your bonds are worth more, right? Because you're buying your bonds at a set interest rate. So if someone can't get the same rate that you have and yours is higher, they're willing to pay you a premium. Is that does that make sense, yep, Tony? Yep. They're worth more money. Yep. Okay. But as it stands right now, you're seeing a situation where interest rates have continued to go down. So, you know, unless you're holding and obviously, you know, most people buying one, three, five, 10 year treasuries, you know, if those are coming to the end of their cycle and you're forced to have to either, you know, renew or, or buy new treasuries, or if you're using them in, in the middle of bond funds, ETFs, et cetera, as interest rates have now bottomed out, as they continue now to go back up, that's going to make it very difficult going forward to to really rely on them for safety and for income. Because uh, the other thing is, even if they stay where they are for a long period of time, that's also going to mean as your bonds become mature, you're going to be forced to buy what's in the market today. Right. right. So you, you have to you have to think about that. The other 
the other thing that uh, Tony we've we've talked about and and actually made mention of is CDs. A lot of retirees used to use CDs as a way to supplement their income. Uh, it's what I, I used to call the cost of living defense, the CD. But now it's not. I mean, you've got right now. I think you and I talked about it this morning. You know, you can go online to bankrate.com. I'm looking at it right now. Goldman Sachs online bank, 1.6% for a one-year CD. That means if you had a million dollars, a million dollars, Tony, you could only get $16,000 of, of income. If you had $100,000, you could get $1,600 of income. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I don't, I don't. I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer, but I don't know many people that could live off of no. 1.6% income. No. So, Terrible. so, so that's, that's a source that we've seen really, really kind of be less utilized or, you know, people are still using them and they're just dealing with the low income, which is, is very sad in itself. Yeah. Because, that's an you know, income point... source that used to be great when back in the eighties, when interest rates were really high. Uh, I remember my mom and dad, everybody talked about having CDs, uh, but that's really dried up. I mean, that's and not now, even an option right now. Really. Now you're talking about 25 to 30% less than inflation. And if you take taxes out of that and, and it's in a non-qualified account and you take taxes, you're talking about less than half of inflation. Wow. So that's, that's pretty sad. Yeah, um, and you know, if you, if you, if you think about it and you have someone like in the fixed income market, you and I know, and we've talked about it, fixed income and CDs, those are for people that are more conservative, which, hey, if you're more conservative, there's no there's nothing wrong with that. But your your options are very limited. So, you know, let's let's say, OK, Tony, you have someone that's willing to take a little more risk and they say, you know what? Instead of buying fixed income or CDs, we're going to buy some dividend paying stocks. Well, um, that's also now becoming problematic. Tony, do you remember the stat I told you earlier? What, uh, how many companies we have seen either eliminate or reduce their dividends? Do you remember? Do you remember what I told you this year? It's the largest since. Yeah, it's the largest since. I don't remember. It's two thousand and nine. Yeah. Yep. When we had the and Great Recession. Absolutely. And and that's really right now. You got to think about it, guys. Um, this is something that we have to plan for because, it, you know, as companies burn through their cash and and that's something that's happening on a regular basis. Um, you know, I think uh, what was it? Southwest Airlines is going to burn thirty five million dollars a day oh. in cash flow over the next quarter. Thirty five million dollars a day. There are companies out there right now that are struggling to keep their businesses open, struggling to keep their workers working, struggling to keep their health insurance paid, and they're going to be forced with a decision. Do they continue to distribute cash in the form of dividends to their investors? Do they do stock buybacks? So I, I, I really think you got you, you to gotta be realistic. You know, if you're depending on dividends, you need to think about which companies you're using to produce those dividends. Right. Now, there's a there's a number of companies, and, and I won't mention them because we're not, we're not promoting a specific company, but there's a number of companies that are, are keeping their dividends, but they're also... Uh, uh, becoming fewer and far between. Yeah. So yeah. 
you know, the, the dividend model as far as production and retirement, just keep in mind, guys, if you're building your plan, uh, dividends are great tools. We use them ourselves, but we use them in a different capacity. We use them more as a dollar cost averaging back into the portfolio to help eliminate volatility. But, you know, if you're thinking about spending it, you've got to understand it's not guaranteed they could stop it. There's nothing saying that they they won't. Um, and you've also got to take market volatility into that because let's say that, Tony, I, I think the worst possible scenario for a lot of retirees or, or future retirees is going to be their dividend yield is not going to be able to meet their income requirement and they're going to have to start liquidating shares. Well, if you talk about having to liquidate shares when they're down 30% to produce dividend, do you remember we talked about the nose of the plane and once you put so much pressure on it in the in the beginning, it's kind of very difficult to pull up at the end? Yep. That's basically sequence of returns risk is is how you're getting and, and what the volatility of the market's going to do yeah. to your overall portfolio. Yeah. Now, Travis, you're talking about things like CDs aren't going to cut it anymore. Uh, you can't live off dividends. So what do we do in retirement for income? Well, it could be challenging. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's obviously we can't give we can't we can't give a, a, a prognostication on what we think is going to actually happen. We don't know, uh, but we do know we can look at what's going on. You know, Tony. One of the other things that we have also seen retirees navigate towards uh, is also in recent years uh, rental properties and residential real estate, uh, commercial real estate. I would just urge you to go read the Airbnb story from. The Wall Street Journal this week, um, folks. If you if you do depend on real estate, you also have to think about a vacancy uh, allotment on how many days you think that's going to basically be uh, not paying you income from a year, or if it's not paying for six months or twelve months. How are you going to pay those those expenses and have to pay the upkeep, the taxes without any revenue? Not only is it not producing income, but it's now an expense. So. These are things that we see people using, but what we really need to do is if you're building your retirement plan, the first thing you need to do is exactly what we talked about. You have to have a base of income. Now, whether you use that as social security, whether you use other different types of sources of income, uh, you need to have something that you know is going to be there. The other thing that we need to do, Tony, is practice tax efficiency. Don't just wait until you retire. Start planning. Start trying to turn the tax ship today. Because here's the thing. If you if you were out there right now, show of hands, how many people, and I can see you through your radio, how many people do you think are actually going to see taxes go down in the future? Probably not. But <laughs> no. if you can reduce your taxes or reduce your tax exposure, it's not more important what you make, it's what you keep. And if your portfolio has to produce less because you get to keep more, that's only going to improve the efficiency of what you're trying to do. And then last but not least, if you do use any of those income sources that we talked about, you need to use what we call TCS, time combined and sequence. You need to be able to time combine and sequence your income sources so that they're able to produce the income you need in different sequences so that you know if you have different combinations because maybe dividends aren't paying that great. Maybe uh, CDs aren't that great. But if you use them in conjunction with each other and develop a plan on how they're going to be used together, they could all still work. 
but you can't just do it by the seat of your pants. And I think, Tony, that's what a lot of a lot of retirees are forced with right now is they need a written plan. They don't have a written plan. They just heard and thought all their life because someone that was influential on them told them that the way that they did it was the right way to do it. And that's the only way that they are. They're going to do it. But my my old friend Mark Twain said, if what you what you thought to be true wasn't true, when would you want to know? I think that's right now. Give us a call, 877-269-0839, and let us give you one of those 10 hours to get a free complimentary consultation on your portfolio. Yeah, now is the time to take a look at where you're at. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government. Government agency.